The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale. Holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Hi there, and welcome to Mind Body Paws, holistic living for you and your animal. This is show number 31, deep dive into past shows, round four, focusing on shows 13 through 16. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Charlie Kale, a passionate dog and cat mom, broadcaster, and Reiki master and practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I do distant healings as well as in-person appointments because energy transcends space and time. And it's all on my website, charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and metaphysically. My goal is to dispel myths, bring about awareness, enlightenment, even uncover scams. With each show, every guest brings so much to the table, and so much of it bears repeating or digging into a little deeper, and that's what I try to do with the wrap-up shows, bring out a few great points that came out from each guest, and they don't all fit into one show. So I spread them out, and we are now on to part four, focusing on shows 13 through 16. We'll be revisiting what goes on behind the scenes with animals at amusement parks when you think they're being taken care of, how to shift our breathing for better health and behavior for us and our pets, and connecting with animals on the other side. So let's get started. Show number 13, Is Wildlife Safe in Amusement Parks? With animal activist Janet Locke, organizer of the group Advocates for Animals at SixFlags.org. This was a very hard show to research because I had to read details of some of the abusive ways animals are treated and trained. So please stay with me on this because I know some of it is horrible to listen to, but at least there are caring people in this world trying to make a change in a peaceful, rational way. I promise I will not get graphic. I will not make you cry if you'll hang on with me for the next few minutes as I recap this show. The animals we talked about were from Six Flags Discovery Kingdom in Vallejo, California. That's in the San Francisco Bay Area. But I believe this is indicative of how animals are abused in many, many, many other amusement parks wild animal parks, water parks, traveling shows, petting zoos, and more around the country and around the world. Janet explains that whenever you mix profit with animals, the animals always lose. While the people at Six Flags say they care, and they call themselves animal caregivers, they cut so many corners and offer completely inadequate care and substandard facilities, some of it very cruel. Their public relations material is full of lie after lie after lie. For example, lifespans of animals. Now, why would they lie about a lifespan? 
when they're covering up the appalling death rates of their own animals. In the wild, animals have a certain life expectancy, and generally in captivity, that life expectancy is longer, but not at Six Flags. They've had at least 54 deaths, if not more by now, since Six Flags took over the park in 1997. They took it over from Marine World, which was supposed to be an improvement, but unfortunately, the animals just got shafted again. So a few examples. Walruses average 40 years old. Well, they had one die at 16 and one at 23. Giraffe's average lifespan is 28 years old. They had one named Rosie who died at 10. They said it was completely unexpected and they hadn't noticed any signs of illness. Elephant's average lifespan is 60 to 70 years. Well, they had one named Bertie May who died at 34. Bertie May was an Asian elephant who broke her leg, so they euthanized her. When the USDA inspector came out to investigate, they told him that she had just been practicing her usual routine and stood on her back legs when she fell. Well, her usual routine, she never did anything on her back legs. They had most probably been trying to get her to do more tricks. And the company they hired, which was called Have Trunk Will Travel, is known to teach elephants tricks in very, very cruel ways, such as using stun guns. This would explain why she fell. But a broken leg is not a death sentence for an elephant, not in the wild, and certainly not in an elephant sanctuary. And an elephant sanctuary would gladly have taken Bertie Mae, but they wouldn't give her to them. That's because an elephant with a broken leg is just an expense to an amusement park. They aren't going to put out the money for vet care. So instead, they euthanized her rather than treating her with any amount of care or dignity and letting her get out of that life. And that's just one of the elephant stories. I won't go into the others. The lifespan of dolphins averages over 50 years. Well, their dolphin Cortez died at seven and two babies each died at three months old. Another thing they'll never tell you about dolphins is that they normally swim about 40 miles a day in the wild. At Six Flags, they have tiny pools they're stuck in, swimming in circles over and over. They are drugged, they're kept hungry, and they're fed when they do tricks. And they are not careful about keeping their water temperature controlled. When an outside company went in and tested it, they found the water got up to 90 degrees in the day and dangerously cold at night. And these dolphins can't get away from it and go warm up or cool off in other waters. There are stories at Six Flags about tigers being hit in the face by their trainer. And then there's Leo the lion. He was taken from his mother at three months old. Now they, and taken from, um, they, they nurse with their mothers till six months old. So now that he's an adult, he's put in a small enclosure for a few hours a day where the public can see him. So you think, okay, well, at least he's only on display for a few hours a day. And then he goes back to his own private spot, right? Well, according to a former employee, that small enclosure that he's in for a couple hours a day is actually far nicer than his real home behind the scenes, which is just a metal cage on a concrete slab. And that is where Leo the Lion spends most of his time. And the former employee said that he also spent hours and hours just howling. The activism with Janet and her group is all coming from a place of peace and love. They hold signs outside of the property so people will question what goes on. They don't do any gory pictures, just a few words like dolphins are not surfboards or we belong in the ocean, not concrete tanks, things like that. I had heard a story that during one of the protests outside of Six Flags, a woman came at Janet screaming, great, what do you have to say for yourself now that you made my son cry? And Janet replied, I'd say how wonderful that you raised such a compassionate young man. 
the woman couldn't say anything and she stomped off, but hopefully it made her think. I asked Janet, how can we raise our children to have empathy, compassion, and respect for all life so this behavior stops? She said one way to elicit compassion is to show your child a video on YouTube of a huge pot of dolphins swimming and ask if they think those dolphins are enjoying swimming out in the open water like that. Then ask if they think the dolphins would like to be taken from their home and put into a small pool where they have to swim in circles over and over and over for the rest of their lives until they die. To put it into perspective about the educational value of people seeing an animal in captivity, there was an article on the front page of the San Francisco Chronicle with the headline, How long does the average person look at the lion at the San Francisco Zoo? The answer was 12 seconds. And they found similar time frames for the other animals, too. Most people don't stop and read the plaques or try to learn about their natural habitat. So you have animals sitting in a zoo, many of them bored out of their skulls, so that people can look at them for 12 seconds. For more information about Janet's work, check out Advocates for the Animals at SixFlags.org. On to show number 14, <laughs> Advice Roundup from my guests, part one. <laughs> that was my first recap show, and it covered my first five shows. I highlighted important information about how pet meds are killing our animals with toxic and poisonous preventative care, including over-vaccination, you do not need to give your animal all those routine vaccinations. The immunity in most cases lasts their entire life. And that's the word from immunologists. They say the immunity in a vaccine probably lasts for life. It's not the scientists saying you need to vaccinate every few years. It's the pharmaceutical companies who tell that to the vets and to the veterinary schools. Also in my recap, there were some tips on feng shui for animals, which makes it easy to change a few physical things around in your environment and then see a health or behavioral change in your pets. There was information on how to communicate with animals, which helps you realize everyone can do it using flower essence remedies for animals because they're safe and non-toxic, and discovering myofascial pain in pets, which is the hidden condition so many animals suffer through, but most vets don't diagnose it because they don't know about it. And there's your recap of a recap show. <laughs> All of those great topics are detailed more deeply with their expert guests in shows one through five, which are always available on, on EmpowerRadio.com or on any podcast app. And I wasn't even going to recap a recap show, except some of that information is so great. I just wanted to get it out there again. On to show number 15, How Animals Teach Us the Breathing Shift with Alicia Evans, energy medicine practitioner, medical intuitive, animal communicator, and holistic dog trainer. Find out more about her amazing work at animalhealer.com. That's animal H-E-E-L-E-R.com. Breathing properly is the foundation of everything. It's the foundation of health and healing, communication, and connection to all life. It allows you to shift into your true essence. It's so simple, yet so difficult to grasp and apply and then remember to keep doing. And your animals try to get that through to you. One way to cut through all the stress we go through is to breathe correctly. And it's free doesn't require any extra equipment or special environment. Breathing is the great unifier. It will balance us out in minutes. 
Alicia explained an example of this. She works with aggressive dogs who aren't really aggressive. It's just how they've been labeled because nobody else was able to change their behavior. The dogs had misalignments in their bodies, which created a shift in their breathing. You have to be so calm and relaxed in your own body to work with them. But it's not the training they connect to. It's the breath. They align with her calm breathing, then calm down and breathe more correctly themselves, which allows their bodies to come into better alignment. After that, she can work more on their behavior, which will already be improved. And the same works with anxious humans. So what is proper breathing? When we breathe through our chest, that's breathing into our sympathetic nervous system, which was designed for fight or flight, emergencies, alertness. You cannot stay in that state all the time. You'll stay in fear mode and your adrenals will be overtaxed. It's a disaster. Now, when you breathe through your abdomen, your belly, that activates the parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system, which activates the brain to be calm, relaxed, clear, and aware of things coming from a distance. So here's how to check it. Put one hand on your chest and one on your abdomen. Breathe in and see which hand rises first, chest or belly. You don't want your chest rising first. You want it to come from your abdomen. Once you start breathing from there, you'll want to do it for a few minutes and consciously breathe correctly. Now, don't be surprised if an old memory gets triggered when you do this because it's coming from where it got stuck. It gets stuck at the site of impact. So when you have something negative happen, whether you had to you know, witness an argument or you're involved in an injury, an accident, abuse, any kind of trauma, you probably breathed from your chest. So that's why it gets stuck there. To clear that unpleasant memory, you're actually going to have to go back in and switch your breathing back from the chest to the abdomen while you're feeling that pain. It will move that memory through and out. Here are the steps to breathe in alignment. You'll breathe in and out through your nose. Relax your shoulders away from your ears. Relax your tongue and let it sit on the bottom of your mouth, not touching the roof of your mouth, sitting on the bottom behind your teeth. This relaxes your jaw, your throat, even the center of your heart. Now inhale through your nose coming in through your abdomen and filling it up, letting it extend in front of you, bringing the breath up into your rib cage and expanding it, then expanding it out into your chest and finally up into your head. Now exhale through your nose and as the air goes out, press your stomach against your back, almost as if you were doing a sit-up or a Pilates move with your abdominal muscles. Let your ribs gently knit together, your chest soften, your shoulder blades relax, and let all of that air come out of your nose. You want to balance your breath by thinking of it like a loop or a big oval or circle. Inhale and exhale the same amount. It goes in up one side of the long circle and out the other side, connecting again at the bottom when you go to take your next breath. So try one more. Inhale. Expanding your belly, expanding your rib cage, then expanding your chest, and then up into your head. As you exhale, push your stomach into your lower back, ribs gently knit together, chest softens, and now take all the thoughts and the tension that was in your head and let it gently spill 
out your nose and out with your breath. Do several of these slowly and you will feel much more balanced operating from a calm inner knowing. A teeny chemistry lesson to help this all make sense. The body runs on oxygen, which we inhale and which we get from trees. Then we exhale carbon dioxide, which we give to the trees. If we're not inhaling enough and we're exhaling too much, we'll be oxygen deprived and our blood chemistry will be off, which can lead to all kinds of diseases or diseases in the body. Yes, because the body is out of being in ease. And the same thing happens if we take in too much oxygen and then don't let go of enough carbon dioxide. The body is out of balance and again, can be in a state of dis-ease. So no matter what is going on in your body, whatever it is, bring your body back into this relaxed and balanced breathing state and it will help strengthen your immune system so your body can help heal itself more quickly. Now, what does this have to do with animals? Everything. If you're breathing calmly, your animals will start to relax breathe calmly, and get into balance themselves. You've heard of entrainment, when one entity resonates in synchronicity with another in response to its dominant frequency of vibration. When you are a certain way, such as balanced, others will follow suit, or they'll leave the situation because they're uncomfortable vibrationally. They probably won't know why. With animals, if we're not breathing calmly, they sense that, and they go into protective mode. You've always heard that they can smell fear. Well, that's how. It's not an actual smell, as you know. It's an energetic vibration. And if it's a breed that's already a protective type of dog, it will stress them out and keep them on high alert. So rebalancing our breathing helps their health and behavior as well as our own. Practice a few minutes a couple of times a day, every single day. It will make a huge difference. Maybe your circumstance will be the same, but your approach to it will change, which makes all the difference. And here's the thing. By rebalancing yourself, you shift into the true essence of who you really are. And when you are you, the real you inside, your animals are happier for it. That's what they want for us to be our true selves. When we're balanced, We don't lash out, react, or respond from the sympathetic nervous system. We react from the parasympathetic, where our thoughts and actions can come from a calmer, more enlightened place within ourselves. Breath is the great equalizer, because everyone needs it, no one can go without it, and we all breathe the same air and are connected by it. I can say for a matter of fact that this breathing works. I have been working on this breathing for months now. Yes, I said months because it's so simple and so easy to forget. But since I've been doing it, my entire household of cats, dogs, and me is calmer. I have so much stress in my life. I'm not going to go into all of it because we all have stress in our lives and seem to be living high-stress lives now. But continuing to practice breathing this way has made a difference in all of our anxiety levels. My friends, too. They calm down around me as well. And I am a high energy person, but this is a calm foundation to it. So my positive energy doesn't turn into anxiety. And that's the difference. And on a metaphysical note, when you put out calmer energy because you are calm energy, you're going to attract calmer, more stable situations and people into your life. 
law of attraction, like attracts like. Alicia's final words were that she wanted that she wanted to impress upon everyone were that the animals just want us to show up in life as ourselves. Be you. You are the only you on the planet ever. Be confident in being you. Breathe into that. Breathe out of that. Just breathe and feel the calmness. Feel the shift. Feel yourself shifting into a calmer, more, or excuse me, a calmer energetic frequency. And your animals will shift with you. Find out more about Alicia Evans and all of her energy medicine, medical intuitive services, animal communication, and holistic dog training at animalhealer.com. That's animal H-E-E-L-E-R.com. On to show number 16, Animal Connections from the Other Side with Lisa Jesswine, who happens to be Empower Radio's own talk show host with the show Real Life with Lisa Jesswine. Well, she's also a psychic medium who talks to our loved ones on the other side, including our beloved animals, because losing an animal is one of the most painful things we go through. But because we're all just energy, they actually never leave us. They're just not in the physical form they used to be that we are so attached to. They're still around us, so we can connect with their energy. Lisa works with that energy, whether it's from human loved ones or animal loved ones who've passed on. It's all the same energy. She gets her messages clairvoyantly, clairsentiently, and clairaudiently. In other words, she sees them, feels them, and hears them. This would be information they want to show her and that she can receive. She always says, We can all connect with that energy and receive messages, whether we see things, feel things, hear things, smell things, or just know things. To feel our animals who have passed over, she has a little exercise that anyone can do. Sit with your feet on the ground, big breath in, big breath out, and think of a certain pet of yours who is no longer with us. Then scan your body up and down from your head all the way down to your toes. Then notice and see if any part of your body feels different. Is it tingling? itching? Is it pulsing? Is it cold? Is it hot? And sit with that for a little bit. Now, when I did it, I got a warm lump in my stomach that moved up into my throat. I clearly heard the message, keep speaking your truth. Push through the gunk and speak your truth. And of course, that had me tearing up a little bit. And Lisa confirmed that our animals know us so well and are so wise. So they will be sending messages like that to keep us in our truth and help us shine our own unique light. Which is just like we were talking about a minute ago about proper breathing techniques doing the same thing and our animals wanting us to show up as ourselves and live in our truth. Amazing how it all fits together. I think animals are like big puzzle masters trying to help us fit all the pieces together and keep us on track to work on our own puzzle and not give up and try to fit other people's pieces into our big picture because they won't fit. And I don't even want to get into double-sided puzzle pieces and alternate universes or other dimensions that we're also working on. Crazy? Anyway, well, not crazy, just mind-blowing. Back to Lisa. When you do that exercise, if you feel a rise in body temperature, it could also be a message that they're bringing you their warmth and their love. Lisa also helped to distinguish which animal was sending me the message, because I've had many crossover, so I didn't know for sure who it was from. You look at where you feel the sensation, then you think back to which animal would sit or lay or nudge you there, and it helps you pinpoint it. Then do a quick meditation or sit calmly and breathe calmly and ask that message, if that, ask that animal if that message was from him or her, and to send you a sign for you to know. 
You can also ask them to recreate that feeling inside of you. When they're on the other side, they are always looking out for us. We may be running around and not paying attention or taking care of ourselves. So they send us signals to slow us down, which could include putting something invisible on the floor that we trip over. Some of the top ways they communicate with us through lights, energy, and electricity like TVs, computers, phones, and radios, coins, feathers, and butterflies. Yeah, your animal's not going to turn into a butterfly, but they'll send that butterfly to let you know that they're thinking of you. Also, tugging on the bed, jumping on the bed. If you feel that, just be grateful and excited. And you can always ask for signals. Say please and thank you. Don't boss them around. And be open to all the many ways you can find what you're looking for. Maybe you asked for a turtle. Don't just expect a turtle to walk across the road. You might see something on TV about a documentary on turtles or a billboard for turtle wax or uh, somebody wearing a sea turtle around their neck. I mean, a sea turtle necklace around their neck. It could just be anything. And when I interviewed Lisa, I hadn't lost my cat Marco yet. Since then, I have definitely gotten many messages from him that he made sure I didn't wonder about. Toward the last year of his life, he used to lay on my chest and connect with my heart chakra, and he would beam the most beautiful, pure, loving energy that ever existed. Well, he still does that occasionally when I'm lying in bed. I even can feel the weight of him on my chest. And I definitely feel the energy surge at my heart chakra. It is so special. And we still share it, even though he's on the other side. And I am so grateful. So get in touch with Lisa Jesswine. Find her on intuitiveyou.net or on Empower Radio under a Real Life with Lisa Jesswine. And thank you so much for hanging out with me on Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. I'm Charlie Kale. Check me out at charliekale.com. C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. My Reiki business is there. Energy healing for people and pause where I do in-person or distant healing sessions for people or animals. And you can find the link to all the past shows there as well. Now, if any of this advice or information from these guests piques your interest, you can go back and listen to the whole show on my Charlie Kale page on Empower Radio. And you can click on a show to find all of the contact information for each guest, plus their bio and their website. The easiest way to pick a show to listen to is to download the Empower mobile app for your phone, either iPhone or Android. Then go to the podcasts link and look for Mind Body Pause. The show is also on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast apps. Special thanks to Brent Carey, the CEO of Empower Radio, and to Remy Smith at the controls back in the studio in Detroit for sitting through these recaps, even though they've heard all this information the first time. And actually, both Remy and Brent have been very complimentary about all the new things that they hear. Take care and remember, no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better. You are doing the best you can. They know it. And they chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free zone. See you next time. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, 
and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.